from the city of Wari, Nigeria. It's the Kingdom Advancement Summit 2022 with a theme, Times and Seasons. For further inquiries, please call 0916-199-8996 or you can visit our website www.gcamglobal.org That is www.gkamglobal.org God bless you. As it relates to this conference, and I'm going to take my test from Daniel 2, reading from 19 to 21, the book of Daniel, chapter 2, 19 to 21. There it said, Then, but the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night season. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and set it up kings. He gave wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Wisdom to the wise, that's a mystery about the things of God. One would have expected that he would give wisdom to fools so that they become wise, but now he gives wisdom to the wise. And also tells you something, that the more you behold the word of God, the wiser you become. Hallelujah. This basically the background to this story is Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, you know, the image of Daniel which we referred to in chapter 2. And it's difficult to interpret this, and Daniel comes in, and so the prelude to all of this is to tell the king that this is what God intends to do. Right from you down to the other kingdoms, that is from Babylon, Medopatia, Greece, and Rome. This is God's intent, that's what you've seen there. And in the light of this, the word... Times, from the Aramaic means to set time, technically a year or time. To set time is a period. And God is trying to say he's setting time for what is going to be happening with all of those kingdoms at a particular time. Hallelujah. The Hebrew root actually means to set a period. It's like a menstrual flux, if you will. And then it talks about seasons. Seasons, as again, in the Hebrew means appointed occasion, season, times. An appointed occasion, season, and time. Praise God. So when you look at verse 21, it talks about change times and season. Here he is giving... A kind of preparative confirmation to Nebuchadnezzar about his dream concerning the changes and the successions of those kingdoms. Why I'm taking it from this bargain for you to understand that even as you come to life, you walk through times and seasons ordained by God. Hallelujah. So the times are the phases and the period or the duration of those kingdoms. 
And so that's the way it applies to each and every one of us in our prophetic destiny. That we walk in the times and the seasons that God has ordained for us. And just as we're going to progress, you come to the place where you have to be very sensitive to the time or the season that you are. Because you can abort your time and you can abort your season. If you can design properly such that the advantages that God has in place for you for walking into that season will elude you. Once you can design the times or the season. The privileges that God has for you, the beauty of that particular season will elude you if you don't understand your time and your season. So the season may fit in times for the as far as this passage is time, the accumulation, the fall, or the end of those kingdoms. God said a time, how long they were going to stay. He said a time, they start declining. Praise the living God. But one beautiful thing about the whole of that passage is why those kingdoms are coming down. There is only one kingdom that have no time and no season, and that is God's kingdom. For in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7, the Bible tells us, the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. While other kingdoms are coming down, they have times and season. God's own kingdom have no time and season of declining. Instead, it has to continuously increase. And if you walk in the light of what God intends to do in your life, then you move from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Are we here? So again, we find that he said he removes kings and he set up other kings. So we shouldn't be surprised about whatever is happening around the nations. We shouldn't be surprised about that. All these things are in the hands of God. Amen. Praise the living God. You know, I think in, in, in chapter 22 of 1 Kings, you find this story there. Why, I mean, when he happens to be removed from office. Remember this story? The Bible said there was a gathering and they caught in the heavens and the decision was made. And they said, how shall we remove Ahab? And then the Bible says, a lying spirit came from the left hand of God and said, I'm going to go and deceive this prophet. Hallelujah. And they came in there prophesying to Ahab and said, oh, come on, you're going to win this battle. He took Jehoshaphat along with him. We made to understand that he was killed in that battle. But it was determined in the spirit and manifested in the natural. Are you done with me? Yeah, it was not by chance, it was not by accident that Ahab was killed. No, it was determined in the court of heaven. And to say, this man must go. So you have to understand that. That is why if you are an intercessor, praying for nations or even your family, you should be able to align with the heavenly realm. By implication, know the angelic, you know, powers of, of people normally called their principalities that are in charge of your family, of your city, of your country, and then relate with them and find the mind of God and execute them as you pray upon the face of the earth. Praise God. Now, a man's life, for instance, had about three major stages, but four. A man's life. And that's why it's also good you understand what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. You can liken this kingdom to like, well, a child is born. The kingdom comes into formation. There's a growth. It comes to the place of his glory and then it goes to decline. So you find that man's life is just like that on the face of the earth. First of all, you have the childhood and adolescence period in a man's life. 
Now becomes your season. That's one particular season. What that season? Between zero and twenty-two years, you refer to that as adolescent. Is that okay? And there are things that God expects you to achieve at that particular time. Because you find that we have what we call early childhood. We start from the age 40 to 65. And as we progress, we begin to understand that the transitioning from the adolescent to adult childhood interfaces. Hallelujah. The third level is the middle adulthood. The middle adulthood between 40 and 65. And then you have the late adulthood, which is 60 and above. You begin to understand that the things you are supposed to accomplish when you are in middle adulthood and you fail to accomplish them, it will be difficult for you to accomplish them when you finally go to your adulthood. That season. So every season has what is required of you to accomplish, to achieve, to enable you build up for the next season of your life. Each era overlaps, like I said, with each other. For instance, early adulthood ends at 45. Why middle adulthood begins at 40? I want you to see that. So there's a gap of five years. Early adulthood ends at 45. Why middle adulthood begins at 40. There is a five years interval between the early adulthood and the middle adulthood. That period there enables you to actually not only look back, but to take that which is in the other season to build up for the next season you are moving into. So if you're growing as a human being and you don't understand the season of life that you are by reason of the years you have attained, you miss out not only your new season, but even in that which we're supposed to be living in at that particular time. They always overlap in this period. And those overlapping period is called transition. Are you following me? You are transiting for glory. For instance, like we said now, from your early adulthood, which is age 40 to 65, you could be transiting to your middle adulthood, which is 40 to 65. Amen? 40 to 45, like, like I said. Then your late adulthood. There is always a period, and I'm going to show you, even in the transition of the New Testament from the Old. In the Old Testament, the transitional period was actually 40 years. To move into a new season that God has in mind for humanity in terms of worship. So, I'm saying, those five years period between 40 and 45 is your transition period. And if you know adolescence starts from, I mean, 0 to 22, and then you move into the next season, you're only going to have some gap. No, normally we said when somebody is 18 years old, it's an adult, isn't it? Right. But in the true sense, you discover that 18 to 22 is a transition period. From adolescent 
to add or two. As you're moving in. Are you getting that? So there's always a period of transition. And now what I'm trying to say is that if you don't understand the season you are, you can't even follow the transition to get into the next season of your life. Praise God. So the most important and critical transition of an adult development between the transition and the late adult transition, also which I say within the period between the ages of 30 and 50. That is why when you get to 40 and you have not achieved what you are supposed to achieve, there are certain things you cannot achieve on the other side. And people refer to you as a fool at 40 is a fool forever. What that means is what you are supposed to achieve in the other transitional seasonal period, you fail to achieve them. And so it is difficult to bring them to this new realm that you have just moved into. That is why you have to be careful with your life. When you are journeying in life, you have to be careful. Because there are things God expects you to achieve at particular times and seasons in your life. Because there's always a transition period to another level. That's why I started to say, let me tell you something. You find some sisters, and this is your transition period. The world is telling well, I'm not ready yet for marriage. Maybe the first man will come, they will reject. Second man will come, the third man will reject, they will keep on rejecting. They don't understand that they are actually transitioning. And that you can move to a level where you will never be seen so called the way you were supposed to be seen that before. You come into a classification. When men look at you, they classify at a particular realm. The suitors that were coming, when you were transiting, they will no longer be coming. That is why you got to be careful to take advantage of your season when certain things begin to happen in your life, certain people begin to approach you, stay on, pray to God, and get settled because you are supposed to transit to the next age. Hallelujah. And I'm actually saying something sometime, I was laughing. It's funny, but anytime I think, I ought to reflect on that. You have some people who said, I'm not ready to make a child yet. I'm not ready to make a child yet. Is that okay? Right. As a matter of fact, you are supposed to make your children. If I'm a prescribed from your adolescent from that 22 to around 40, that's okay for you. You train them within the next 10 years and then you rest when you enter your 60. You shouldn't be 60 to be training children. You missed it in your fourth season. So for those who don't feel like, think about that. When you're already 50, you're already 60, that's where you're having your baby being in kindergarten school. You're just making the children for people to take care of you, take care for you, not for yourself. You're trying to carry your body and your responsibility into somebody's ass. Shoulders. Why? Because you miss your season. Am I helping anybody here? Praise the Lord. So, transition serves as a bridge that connects errors and periods in a man's circles of life. I need you to get that. Transition serves as a bridge. Amen? That connects the past era or season with your new season. That is what transition stands for. And that is also because you've been able to actualize 
or that you were supposed to actualize in the previous season of your life. I pray you don't miss the season of God. Hallelujah. In transitioning, you more or less like terminating your past life and structure and initiating a future structure that they themselves not wholly part of either the two zones. When you are moving from one realm of transition to another, it looks like you are terminating the previous season and entering into a new season. But in the true sense, they are interwoven. Because part of what you are leaving behind is a foundation for where you are going into in your new season. Praise God. So there are simply boundary zones between the two states of greater stability of your life. The transitioning period. As you move from one season to another season, you are supposed to get more stabilized in life than your previous season. Praise God. This is when you must come to terms with the past and prepare for the future. That transitional period. It's like those who walk in civil service. You know. Now they go to school. For instance now recruitment is going on. And they say anybody above 40 should not come in. You see. So if you couldn't get a job. When you were 25. When you were 30. You missed the season to get a job with the government. Even though you have your qualification, but now your age, he said, no, you've transited. That is to say, you are not supposed to bring back, you can't, you can't rewind the clock. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying here? Good. So there's a time and a season for everything upon the face of the earth. And I need you to take advantage of whatever season that you are. So that you don't regret your past. But rather you rejoice in your future. Because the past prepares you for the future. Can I hear an amen? Now I said before, I'll give you one or two scriptures on that. The New Testament transitioned for 40 years before it was properly inaugurated. Take for instance, Acts chapter 1 verse 6. Acts 1 verse number 6. Bible says, when therefore we come together, they ask of him, saying, Lord, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? You're talking about when it comes back again, because to then the kingdom have not come. But Jesus told them in Luke chapter, remember, 1721, the kingdom of God is within you, right? And in Mark 1, he said, now is the time, now is the kingdom of God. Mark 1, 14, 15. But yet they were asking, when is it going to come? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons where the Father put in his own power. Now, when you look at it, it looks very vague. But when I start studying, looking at it prayerfully, the Lord began to minister this to me, which I'm about to share with you. 
The times and seasons that God was referring to, or referring to, have nothing to do with specific times in court. He was dealing with the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. That is when the true and new season of God was going to come into place. In verse 7 he said, And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times and the season which the Father have put in his own power. What he means to tell them is this. You won't be able to tell when the judgment will come to Israel. <laughs> Praise God. This may look a little bit difficult and hard for some of us, but I'll make you see that. Look at this. In 4 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 1 to 3, this is what he said. Paul saying this and he said this. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. What well, they are referring to? The judgment of Israel. For when they shall say a peace and safety, then sudden destruction come upon them as travel upon the woman with child, and they shall not escape. Praise God. Now, first Thessalonians were reading AD 51. Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70. That is how many years ago? About 20 years ago. And he was trying to tell them, remember all that Jesus said in Matthew 24. When you see this sign, just know. But before that, he told them in our chapter 1, you have no time to know. But Paul is saying that we got to understand it based on the things he has told us before. That day will not take you out unawares. You will know. Because we are children of the day. We're not children of the night. No, let me show you this. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. For you to understand what I'm talking about here. Matthew 5 17. Think not that I come to destroy the law, the prophet. I'm come. I'm not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you. Till heaven and earth pass. One judge on what title. In no wise pass from. The law to all the world fulfilled. Now, if you think you were referring to your globe, that you miss it. Come to Lamentation chapter 2, we don't have time to go there. The Jews have always referred to the tabernacle as heaven and earth. Because God dwells in the tabernacle. So they believe that the tabernacle is heaven and earth. And Jesus is saying here, hey, you better listen to this. Until this temple is destroyed, then the priesthood is gone, the law will have no effect, then a new season can come in. Are you following me? That's why you discover that even when Pentecost came, that was not the beginning of the New Testament, in quote. Why? Because you realize that in, in the same book of Acts 3, 4, Peter healed a lame man by the beautiful gates. What is that supposed to mean? That means even though Pentecost has come, they were still going to the temple to worship. So the temple was still standing for another 40 years before the Romans came, after Pentecost. Are you getting the point now? So that 20 year period was a transition period from the old to the new. Is anybody following this? Now, people who don't understand that season of transition, they were destroyed in Jerusalem. 
Are you getting the point? So if you don't understand your transition period, if you don't understand the season you are, you can be destroyed along that line. Because you like understanding and you like wisdom. So 40 years period was a transition period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Even though men have started speaking in tongues. Because as long as the tabernacle was standing, the priesthood was still there. The priesthood of Aaron was still in place as long as the tabernacle was standing. That's what Jesus was saying. Until this tabernacle is gone, the new day will not down. But the issue was, even those I was speaking to have no understanding as to what was going on. That's why he said, he regretted and he was telling them the same thing. That you don't understand your time of what? Visitation. But we are instructing them not to stay on with the past because the past is going away and Newton is coming. But there's a transition period of 40 years. Don't forget what I'm trying to say. When you study your life, you must understand that there's a transition period. From one season to another season. The times are the thing God has framed up for each and every one of us. I'll touch that a little bit. Go with me to Ecclesiastes 3 verse number 1. To everything there is a season and a time. To every purpose under the heaven. Did you get that? To everything that you are doing. Everything about your life to everything about what you are here to fulfill as a prophetic destiny. There is a season and there is a time. Even your purpose of being born again, there is a reason, there is a season, there is a time for it. Praise God. To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose. Don't miss that. Everything. There is a time. There is a season. Education. There is a time. There is a season. Marriage. There is a time. There is a season. Making money. There is a time. There is a season. The Bible says everything under the sun. Every. Not some. I don't know if you are getting this. God by his providence governs the world and has determined every particular operation of all things in relation to times. In such times, you must understand, maybe properly utilize and suitable for success. If you don't understand the time and the season you are, which God has made available for you to be able to move into success and fruitfulness, you miss the mind of God for that hour. I don't know if you following what I'm saying here. It's very important. And sometimes I just reflect about my life when I started seeing some of those things. 
And I started tracking and see if I have really been able to utilize all of the season that I've passed through. When you don't sit down to x-ray and examine your life sometimes, you miss out in the seasons of God. God does not repeat seasons, but he gives you seasons to be fruitful. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying here. Praise God. And so if we neglect such an appointed season, I would say we sin against the providence of God and become our own author of distress and confusion in life. Every season, God has made provisions and available for you to walk into success. Of every season. Now, when you don't take advantage of the season, you become your own altar of confusion and distress. You are your own undoing, not God. Because for every season that he gave to you, he made provision for success. Which becomes a foundation for your new other season that you're moving into. Are you following me? So you need to sit down sometimes and just examine yourself. What season am I? What transition period do I need? How long is the transition period going to be? Praise God. God has given to man the duration of time. The space with which all certain operations have the function in. And like I said, they are all geared towards success. Every time and season God gives to you is geared towards success. You know what happens? The animal through instincts, they live out their seasons. Because they live by instinct. But man by way of knowledge and self-indulgence, they miss out on seasons of God because they'll be developing other things which are not supposed to be part of their seasons. Are you getting this? You see, animal by their own instinct will always fulfill the mandate of God for their life. Because they are not reasoning, they are not, they are not thinking anything. Outside of what they are built to fulfill and accomplish. But man, God gives you a season. <laughs> he has made things available for you to walk through to succeed. What do you do? You engage in other things which normally we call distraction. So you miss out in the seasons of God for your life. You don't blame God. You are the only author. Of your own failure, destruction, and abuses. Because you fail to take advantage of the season and the time that are made available to you. Are you following me? <laughs> this calls for deep reflection, people. <laughs> are you sitting there? Man is naturally carried away. But things that are fanciful, but things that he feel other people may be doing. Your own time is different from that man's time. We all are not born at the same time. We are of different ages. 
Are you still there with me? Therefore, somebody's move in this particular season doesn't determine my own move in my particular season of life. Because we're not born the same date. We are not here to fulfill the same purpose. Don't forget, for everything under the sun, there is a time, there is a purpose for it. I mean, if you remember that, very good. So my own purpose is not the other person's purpose. Therefore, I must consider my time and season and see what God has for me and walk in the light of that which God has for me. Because within the framework of that season has given to you, there are the qualities and the abilities is made available for you to succeed. But when you miss that, it becomes an issue. Hallelujah. So like I said, naturally trees grow by season. They are not affected. They say human be good to interfere with them. Animals grow naturally by instinct. They are very faithful to the seasons of God. Animals are very faithful to the seasons of God. You remember that? Because you see what? <laughs> Animals migrate from one region to another region at particular seasons. I mean, if you understand that. It's already in their instinct. You don't teach them to live where they are, to go to another place. They know when to live. So animals are very faithful when it comes to maximizing the seasons of God. But you will want to begin to x-ray. You begin to think. You begin to plan. You have a lot of distraction. You don't understand your purpose for the season that God has for you. And because of that, we are bought the potentials that you have should have maximized for that particular season. For growth, for development, for success. That will become a foundation for your next season, which is your next age. Praise God. Don't delay on the fire. What you ought to do when you are between 20 and 30. Into when you are 40. Don't try to do that. You are born the potentials of the season that God has for you. Praise the Lord. A certain time I could run. But now, if I run a distance, people will know that I run. Am I correct? Uh, Doc was there, was a footballer. I don't know if I can enter pitch today again. If he try, he's only trying to exercise, not playing. Just like Kubasanjo was exercising. Then we know that that energy is gone. So when you are young and it was time for you to play football, you don't have to wait to where you are 60. And get recruited into the pitch. You deceive yourself. No club will take you. You miss your season. When you are energetic enough. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Proverbs even tells us. I mean, Ecclesiastes tells us the same thing. Chapter 12. It says, a time comes when even these grasshoppers can no longer grind. You know what that means? 
That means there comes a time in your life. Now you are young. All the meat you can eat all of them. And even crack the bones together. But when you are approaching 60 and above. Huh? Any meat you eat. You are looking for toothpick. Because the teeth. They are already getting weak. And they are losing. And if God not help you. Your mouth will collapse. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Because your teeth are all gone. By reason of age. So that life has times and seasons. That's what I'm trying to emphasize to you. Don't miss any season of your life. Praise the living God. So when you have bought your seasons, you miss the opportunities that God has for you. And all we can say when an evil is done is there was a time in which it was done though God never made it for that purpose. Hallelujah. God never made anything for evil except maybe the devil. Hmm? But most evil comes to play because we miss the season. And we abuse the season that God gave to us. God is not involved in your failures in life. Everything that you need to succeed, to prosper in life, he gave them to you when you were born. You just fail to utilize the opportunity of the season that you were. And not the devil. Praise God. A lot of men sometimes came from overseas and they said the brother took his brain. Therefore, he couldn't achieve anything. He came back with no pain. That's a big lie. You have always carried your brain with you. You just fail to utilize the moment you had when you travel overseas. There are people who left this country with nothing. They go overseas, they plug into education, they be doing three jobs to keep body and soul together. And later they come into the place of success. But you went there and played games and then you come back saying, somebody took your brain. You're joking. You miss your season. Praise the living God. Avram and Nisan Tanya. She never went to school. Last month we were talking and he said, I will not be able to go to this program, this family program, because we have exam. That's exam, says. That lady should be about about 40. I said, which exam? I said, well, I enroll on the evening classes. Did you get that? So they want to write exam. And she wants to write work. At 40. She missed the early times. Now she's struggling to get it. But now that she's 40, even if you get a certificate, government isn't going to take you. That season is gone. Because the employer at 40, when will you retire? Are you following this? Praise the living God. Let me see if I can begin to round up. So, we have times and seasons. The Jews himself, I mean, themselves really believe that God has time and season. 
even for the nation of the Jews through Abraham, they believe that. Praise the living God. Are you there with me? They believe there are certain things God has made available for you to succeed in life. But you cannot both them. And the things God has made available are actually the times and the providence that God has made available for you. For every season that you find yourself. Hallelujah. Let me see this. I think we've gone too far. If you look at the book of Psalm 84, verse number 7. It said they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. They say growing from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Now let me help you with this. Because some of you don't know how to make decisions about your life. As even touching the house that God may want you to be. First Chronicles chapter 12. Everybody ever heard about the sons of Issachar? First Chronicle 12, verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were wise men, I mean, men that had understanding of times, and to know when Israel ought to do, or to go to war. The heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Oh, praise the living God. If you understand times and seasons, you are in charge. All their brethren were under their influence, under their commandment. They give instruction because they understand times and seasons in God. Praise the Lord. The times they understood, what, what impressed me when I was studying these people is that they were very vast in political affairs of Israel. Because in this family we have astrologers, all of those sciences, they were very good people. They were plotting the lunar moon, when Israel is to do whatever, and you know, even when to go to war, they tell them when to go to war, when not to go to war. They have all of those understanding. They have all of those charts. The moon, the lunar moon, the full moon, they have all of the astrology, metaphysics, they have all this understanding. And so Israel was at their command. When you have understanding of times and seasons, you command the environment. Praise the living God. So they understood public affairs. They understood the temple of the nation of Israel. They understood the tendencies of their present event and the one to come. They have that understanding. And so, this is how they reveal their wisdom. As far as Israel was concerned. When Saul was in power, they stayed with Saul. Listen to what I'm saying. When Saul was a king, they walked with Saul. No matter what was going to go on, even people were rejecting Saul, they stayed with Saul. <laughs> Praise the living God. Because they understood the fact that at that time, it was no time for David to come to the throne. So they remain with Saul. Are you there? The same way 
The never stood with David when Abner came to power. They stayed with Abner because they understood the fact that that was not the time for David to ascend the throne. You can't just follow all manner of people. It's because you love your time and the season, you lack understanding about that. Praise the living God. And so instantly, when Abner, when Abner died, they moved in to David. They followed the train. They understood the political situation of Israel. <laughs> Are you following what I'm talking about? So when Saul was alive, they can't with Saul. David was there, Saul was pursuing David. They never made any shift. They stood with Saul. Because the time for David to ascend the throne have not come. So they are not going to trade camp with anybody. They understood that time. Abner came in. They stayed with Abner after the death of Saul. They left David there. They knew he was anointed. But no, this is not the time for him to ascend the throne. So they are not going to join camp with him. But as soon as Abner died, they came together. Made him a king. This had to work spiritually. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting this. And so you find that in Luke chapter 1 verse 80, the Bible tells us, And the child, which is John, grew and worked strong in spirit. And was in the desert in the world. The showing up unto Israel. He was there. Why? Because you can't come out to public ministry unless you are 30 years of age. According to number chapter 4 verse number 3. Everything John was supposed to do, he could do, but he never come out to do anything. Why? Because his time and his season have never come. You can jump the gun sometimes and meet a dead rock. John knew exactly when he must come into public ministry. Everything he had was there. Jesus knew the same thing. That he will not come into public ministry unless he's 30 years of age. I've told us here sometimes. Jesus did not start ministry at the age of 30. He already recruited disciples when he was 12. And the oldest man among them was Peter. Peter was 18 years when Jesus was 12. He already had disciples. Right from when he asked the question in the temple, that's when he had his disciples. So he was doing ministry side by side with the job as a carpenter. Because Joseph died when he was 15 years old and he was the firstborn in the family and being a firstborn, he must take responsibility for his own immediate family and the extended family. That's the law of firstborn. That's why you have double portion. Double portion means you have one for your immediate family, you have one for the extended family because you are like a father. So Jesus kept on carpentry from 15 years to that's another 15 years after his father died before he came to public ministry. He waited for that time. That was a season for his life. Are you still with me? Praise the living God. What am I trying to make you see? You can miss the season that God has for you. And you blame circumstances for it. But because you lack what? Designment. Are you following me? And part of what we're going to be doing on, on, on Saturday... Is to take advantage of the season that I've come into. And we realize that the period of time was a transition period for me. And God started speaking about that. 
So we are not just doing it because we want to do it. We are walking with the clock of God. For every time there is a purpose. For everything there is a purpose under the earth. There is a purpose for coming to ministry, yes. And there is a purpose for moving into another dimension. And there has been a transition period. And we walk through that. Sensitively with understanding from the mind of God. And everything we are going to be doing on Saturday. We've got prophecies coming all over the place. Outside of this country. This what I see. This what I see. This what I see. This brother came from Niger. Started telling us the thing God is sharing with him. So we know exactly that we are in the very good season of God. This is not religion. This is not a family affair thing. No. We are walking in the season of God. If you miss your season, you blame the devil. If you miss your season, you blame family altars where there is none. No family altars anywhere. You can't erect any other altar. There's only one altar, and that's Jesus Christ. There is no family altar that's holding you back. You just miss your season. Are you following what I'm talking about? I did this for introduction so that this period that we're going to walk through, please pay close attention, for God will straighten your life for you. Hallelujah. Stand up and let's pray for a moment. Thank you.